Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott. It's the end of the year, and Jen and I want to say thank you. Thank you for an amazing year of history-guided journeys, support from you, and thank you to all those who reached out and reviewed the show. We saw some amazing growth this year, and we look forward to next year as we continue to share our history adventures with you. This will be our last episode of 2023, but don't worry, we'll be back with a bunch of new travels to explore and share. We hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Tonight, we're sitting around the fire to learn about a holiday steeped in history, magic, and holiday spirit. We peel back the wrapping paper on some of the most beloved holiday traditions and unwrapping the biggest gift of all, Christmas itself. Christmas is a time for family, feasting, and festivity. But have you ever wondered where these traditions came from? How did a humble baby born in a manger become the center of a global celebration? Buckle up, folks, because we're about to embark on a historical sleigh ride through the fascinating origins of Christmas. Our story begins long before the jingle bells in the ancient world. Pagan winter celebrations like the Roman Saturnalia and the Norse Yule marked the darkest days of the year with feasting, merrymaking, and gift-giving. These celebrations honored the return of the sun and the promise of spring. Then, around the 4th century AD, with Christianity on the rise, church leaders decided to adapt these traditions to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. December 25th, originally a Roman holiday honoring the sun god Sol Invictus, became the official date for Christmas. Fast forward to the Middle Ages and Christmas had transformed into a joyous feast. Imagine grand banquets in the castles and manor houses with roasted boar, spiced wine, and elaborate pageantry. People sang carols, danced, and indulged in games like mummers, plays, and wassailing. But it wasn't all fun and games. The church also used Christmas as a time for religious reflection and charity. They encouraged acts of kindness and giving to the less fortunate, a tradition that continues on to this day. In Scandinavia, the Norse celebrated Yule from December 21st, the winter solstice, through January in recognition of the return of the sun. Fathers and sons would bring home large logs, which they would set on the fire. The people would feast until the log burnt out, which could take as many as 12 days. The Norse believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year. Interesting way to welcome in the 12 days of Christmas within a Yule log. The end of December was a perfect time for celebration in most areas of Europe. At that time of year, most cattle were already slaughtered so they would not have to be fed during the winter for many. It was also only the only time of year where they had a supply of fresh meat. In addition, most wine and beer made during the year were finely fermented and ready for drinking. The Reformation of the 16th century brought some Grinches to the party though. Protestant reformers like Puritans saw Christmas's revelry as too pagan and frivolous. In fact, Christmas was actually banned in England for over a century. 
Oliver Cromwell and his Puritan forces overtook England in 1645, they vowed to rid England of decadence and, as part of their effort, canceled Christmas. However, by popular demand, Charles II was restored to the throne and with him came the return of the popular holiday. But the Christmas spirit couldn't be contained for long. By the 18th and 19th century, Christmas was back in full swing, fueled by a growing middle class and a romanticized vision of the holiday. This is when many of our modern traditions like Christmas trees, stockings, and Santa Claus began to take shape. Today, Christmas is a kaleidoscope of cultural influences. We have German Christmas markets, American carols, and Scandinavian gnomes all nestled under the tree together. And that's the beauty of it. Christmas is a holiday that adapts and evolves, reflecting the changing times and the diverse communities that celebrate it. Now here's a little bonus tip. Did you know that the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe was actually has some pagan roots. The mistletoe plant was considered sacred by the Druids, and they believed it possessed magical properties. So the next time you smooch under that magical mistletoe, remember you're carrying on on a tradition that's thousands of years old. But what about that jolly old man with large belly and red nose? How did Santa Claus come to grace our modern day Christmas celebrations? Well, his tale begins not with reindeer and chimneys, but with a 4th century bishop named Nicholas. This kind and generous soul, known for his secret gift-giving to children and the poor, became a saint after his death, and his legend spread throughout Europe, eventually taking root in the Netherlands as Sinterklaas, a stern but benevolent figure who rewarded good children with treats and punished naughty ones with his sidekick, the fearsome Krampus. Fast forward to the 19th century in America where Sinterklaas underwent a delightful makeover and we have Clement Clark Moore, a poet who penned the iconic A Visit from St. Nicholas, better known as Towards the Night Before Christmas. Here, Sinterklaas transformed into Santa Claus, a jovial twinkling-eyed old elf who delivered presents by reindeer-drawn sleigh. Moore's poem with its vivid imagery and playful rhymes solidified Santa's jolly persona in the American imagination. But Moore's words needed an artist to bring Santa to life. Enter Thomas Nast, the 19th century cartoonist who gave Santa his now familiar visual identity. Nast's illustration in Harper's Weekly depicted Santa as a chubby, bearded man in a red suit, forever etching this merry image into the minds of generations. Over time, Santa's look evolved further. Coca-Cola ads in the 1930s gave him a rounder belly and a wider smile, solidifying the jolly, grandfatherly figure we know today. Other cultures added their own touches, from the white-haired dead morose in Russia to the slender version of Santa Claus in Finland. But through it all, Santa's core traits, generosity, kindness, and holiday cheer have remained constant. Today, Santa Claus is more than just a Christmas figure. He's a global symbol of hope, wonder, and the joy of giving. He connects us to our childhood memories, fills our homes with laughter, and reminds us that even in the coldest winter, a little bit of magic can warm our hearts. 
So there you have it, folks, from pagan rituals to medieval feasts to the cozy traditions of today. Christmas has come a long way. It's a reminder that even though the world may change, the core values of Christmas, love, hope, and togetherness remain timeless. And jolly old Saint Nick may have humble beginnings, but his legacy speaks volumes. He's a testament to the power of storytelling, the magic of tradition, and the enduring human spirit. We hope you've enjoyed this holly jolly history lesson, and now go forth and spread the Christmas cheer. Remember, the best gift you can give this holiday season is the joy of giving, the warmth of family, and the belief that even the smallest act of kindness can make a big difference. Merry Christmas from the Talk With History team, and happy holidays.